So you want to change all or some of your life and you're just not doing it. And the big question is, what's stopping you making the changes that you think you want to make? In this episode, we're going to get into two of the biggest reasons people give me for not making those changes. Welcome back to the show. I'm Paul Cope. And as you know, by now, what we usually do on the show is dig into the root causes of the problems in our lives so I can show you what they are and how you can solve them. Something I've realized in recent times, though, is that a lot of the things that stop us moving forward in our lives and making changes are what they refer to in the traditional personal development world as limiting beliefs. In your language, in my language, what they basically boil down to are the excuses we make, either consciously or usually subconsciously, deep inside us that stop us moving forward, even though we say and we tell ourselves in our brain that we want to change. So what I'm going to do over the next couple of weeks is a series of episodes that talk about the biggest of those limiting beliefs, the biggest excuses, the biggest reasons people give me as to why they don't change, even though they tell me that they want to change. And the biggest reasons I see across the board, not just with people I work with, but online, when I look at people, when I see people talking about this sort of stuff, we're going to dig into each one, one at a time. But for the purpose of this episode, we're going to dig into two at once because they are intrinsically linked. We'll get onto that in a minute. The, the place to start with all of this is before you get going to ask yourself five questions. Now, the key with all of these questions and the answers, and you'll hear me say this a lot. If I work with you on one, I say this all the time. What, what our ego wants to do is come up with the right answer. And the right answer is what depends on the program we've had through our lives and the society we live in and what we think we're meant to say. We want to stay away from this. We want to stay away from our brain thinking things through. So what I want you to do is go with your initial gut answer. Whatever comes up from deep inside, whether you want to call it your gut, your heart, your soul, that's more likely to be the true answer. So when I ask these questions, if you either answer them straight away or go away and think about them and write them down, and I would urge you to do that. Don't just watch this or listen to it and not do it. If you want to change your life, answer these questions either now or a later point. Go with the first thing that comes up. Don't overthink it. Just go with the first gut instinct. The first question is, on a scale of zero to 100, with zero being you do, do not want to change your life at all, and 100 being the most you could possibly want to change your life in the history of humanity, the most any human could want to change their life, what is your score? Where are you on that from zero to 100? How much do you want to change? Whatever number comes up, be honest with yourself. The second question is, if you could put a financial value on how much you would pay to change your life, to solve whatever the problem or problems are in your life right now, what is that worth to you? What is the value? If I could sell you a pill that you could take that would solve this problem or these problems instantly, how much would you pay for that pill? What's it worth to you to change? Connected to that is the third question, which is, what pain is being caused in your life right now by not changing? By staying as you are, how much pain is being caused? How much damage is being caused to you on a daily basis, to the people around you, to the people you love, to your career, to your job, to your work, wherever it is, whatever that pain is, whatever that damage is, think about it, write it down. Do not leave anything out. It can be from the smallest to the biggest thing. Question four is the flip side of that is what would your life look like and how would it feel if you did change? If you managed to change these, to fix these problems, to overcome these challenges, 
What would your life look like? What would it feel like? How do you want to feel? Can you picture it? Can you sit and close your eyes and picture that life that you would have if you overcame these problems? What would that look like? What would it feel like? What would it sound like? And the last question is the big question for the purpose of this episode and the ones that are to follow is having been through all of that, what is it that's stopping you? There may be more than one thing. There's likely to be more than one thing. If there's more than one thing, what's the biggest thing that's stopping you? What's the first thing that comes up? And it can be anything. It can be absolutely anything. A big one as a tip is often where all of these boil down to, and there's further beyond that, but is fear. Fear of something, whatever that is. But what is the thing that's stopping you? If there's more than one thing, write down all of them. If there's a predominant thing, put that at the top, list, list them in order, because the way you'll get to change all of these is to knock off each one of those reasons one at a time. And as I said at the start, the point of this episode is to talk to you about the two biggest reasons anyone ever gives to me as to why they won't change. And they are that they don't have enough money or they don't have enough time or both. Does that resonate with you? If that is you, this episode is for you. If it's not, this may still be of use to you, so it may be worth carrying on watching anyway, listening to. And again, what we wanna do if we wanna overcome this is to go through it step by step. And money and time, and putting them together because they are intrinsically linked usually. Not always, but often they go together. So the first thing to do is to do an audit of what you spend your money and your time on at the moment. Often people will say to me, I don't have enough money or I don't have enough time to, to do something. And when I start asking them detailed questions about how much money they spend, how much money they have, how much time they have, where does their time go? They can't answer those questions. I was the same when I started this. We don't put enough thought, we don't stop and put enough effort into these things. We just generically say, I just don't have enough money, I just don't have enough time. And that ties all back into all the work I do around our personalities and our programming from childhood that is trying to keep us trapped in the life we've got because it's trying to keep us safe. So the first thing to do is to take control of this. Sit down with a pen and paper, get your bank account statements, think about your week and go through and audit all of the stuff you spend your money on now and all of the places you spend your time and be specific. What you wanna do is categorize it all as much as you possibly can. So rank it in order. Find what you spend the most money on and then put it in a list from the most money to the least money where it all goes every month. Same with time. What are you spending your time on on a daily, on a weekly, on a monthly basis? Rank it. Where does it go from top to bottom? That's step one. Step two is to then start splitting out each list into categories again of essential and non-essential. So there will be things on your lists that you have to do, you have to spend money on. So for example, essential spend are things like rent, mortgage, bills, essential time, maybe going to work, maybe looking after the kids, whatever it is, split it into essential and non-essential so that we can see how much money you've been, you're spending on essential things and how much money you're spending on non-essential things. And be honest with yourself. Again, we're gonna talk a lot about not bullshitting yourself in this. The easiest person to kid is ourselves. Be honest with yourself. Don't be telling yourself that spending 100 pound a week going out and drinking or taking drugs or on entertainment is essential because it's not. 
we have to be strict with this. The whole point is to identify what do we have to spend this money on and what do we have to spend this time on and then what's non-essential that we're currently using both of those resources on. Then the key is to go into the non-essential stuff and to question it. Question everything. What could be cut out if you were being really strict with yourself? If you really wanted to change your life, what could you cut out? What are the things you're spending your time on? What are the things you're spending your money on that don't have to be there? And how much could you save in both of those categories if you cut back? Now, if you wanna go stricter, if you wanna go, it depends how hardcore you are, and this'll tie in, you'll hear me bouncing around, this'll tie into the score you gave yourself on how much you wanna change your life. If you're at 90 out of 100 on how much you wanna change your life, you, you can start looking at things on your money list, for example, and let's say you've got a big mortgage or you pay a lot of rent, you might look at that and think, I don't need to, that's not actually essential. I could downsize my house, I could downsize where I live, and I could save money on rent or mortgage. Don't get me wrong, that's extreme, but that is something we can do. That's something I did in my life. I still do that now. I'm literally in the process of doing that again, of reassessing how much money I spend on things and whether I need to spend them. And remember, there are no right or wrong answers to this. This is all about your life and what works for you. What we want to do is start taking responsibility and really taking control of this so we can see with our own eyes what's going on and then we can stop making excuses. Let me give you an example. So a few months ago, when I wanted to change things in my life again, and I'm constantly doing this, I've been doing this for years now and I'm still doing it, I practice what I preach all the time. I was looking at how much time I spend following my football team. So big sports fan, big Liverpool FC fan. And I was looking at it thinking, right, I've only got time, especially to me. Time to me is more important than money because time is the only finite resource we have. You can always make more money, but you can never get back more time it's gonna be, it's gone and once it's gone, it's gone and we don't know how much we've got. So it's the most precious thing to me. And I was looking at it thinking, well, if I watch a football game twice a week and I only watch it for the 90 minutes that it's on, that's an hour and a half each time it's on. That's three hours a week just on watching football. Now what tends to happen is I'll watch a bit of football before I watch a bit afterwards. So it's probably four or five hours just watching the game. Then I might read reports about it. I might watch videos online about it. I'll listen to podcasts all kinds of things that go around watching a football team. And then I realized, well, I'm probably spending between 10 and 15, maybe 20 hours a week watching a football team. Do I need to spend that much time of my life? I've been doing this since I was a little boy. Do I need to keep spending that much time of my life on that one thing? And how much am I getting back for that? What is the return of my investment in that thing? Do I get enough joy from it? Do I, does it help my life? And what I started realizing was, no, not anymore, not as much as I used to. So what I wanted to do was cut back on the time on that. Because instead of spending 20 hours a week on it, maybe I can just spend three. And straight away, I've given myself 17 hours. And that's 17 hours every week. 17 hours every week. It's almost a full day every week. If you're talking about it in working day terms, it's two full working days every week that I can do something productive and constructive in my life instead of just blowing it watching football. So think about that in your life. What is that in your life, both in money and in time? And be, be hard on this. Don't, don't let yourself off the hook. Look at it and think, how much do I get from this? How much do I really wanna change? And as I say, this all links back to that score of how much do you really wanna change? Think of the answers to the other questions we asked. How much pain are you in? How much are these problems really causing you in your life? 
if they're not causing you that many problems, we'll go on to a different solution to this that can really, really help, which is not something I've heard anywhere else, but I think is a really good way forward. But if you, you are suffering a lot in your life, think about how extreme you wanna go with this. Think about how much you can change if you really, really want to, if you really, really need to. There's another big thing that comes up in this is the assumptions we make about other people and stories we tell ourselves about who we are. So I remember I met, I knew a couple years and years ago. When I first changed my life, this was, and it was something that used to frustrate me at the time. Because when I changed my life, people made some big assumptions about what was going on in my life at the time. I'd just sold a law firm. I'd completely changed everything. I completely scrapped everything and, and started doing things. I didn't realize at the time, but it was only years later I discovered that people and when I when I hear this now, I think that makes sense. When someone hears you've sold a law firm, they assume you're a millionaire. And I understand where that story comes from. That wasn't the case at all. I only had a small business. I sold it. Most of the money that I earned from the business sale paid off debts. The rest of the money I invested in my next business and that was just gone within months. It just burned that cash. So I basically had no money from that business sale. And at the same time, I had about a quarter of a million pound of debt from my past life, from business ventures, from accumulating debts in my personal life and just blowing money. I was always awful with money in the past. So I changed my life when I was in about a quarter of a million pounds worth of debt. And I'd be speaking to other people who'd be telling me I was really lucky to be able to change my life, but they couldn't because they couldn't afford to. And I always remember this one couple, they were telling me a story, they, they lived down in London they probably ain't between the because of the roles they had. They, they were really, really successful. One was a lawyer, one was in marketing. They were in about £200,000 a year between them. And they lived in a house and they told me that they had £500,000 equity in their house. And they were telling me that they couldn't change their life and they were miserable because they couldn't afford to. And at the same time telling me that I was really lucky that I was able to. At that point in time, there was three quarters of a million pound in value, in, in assets between us. I was at minus 250,000 pound and they were at plus 500,000 pound. If I'd have asked them the question, if I if you won 500,000 pound on the lottery, would you change your life? They'd have probably said yes, but they could have sold their house, realized 500,000 pounds worth of value and then done whatever they wanted to do. They had half a million pounds to sit on. Now that's an extreme example and won't apply to, to a lot of people. But it does apply to quite a few people I speak to when I dig into finances, when I ask them what's actually going on and what's stopping them changing anything are the stories that they tell themselves around it, not the actual real life facts. So ask yourself how much of that applies to you. What's going on in your life? Don't tell yourself stories about anyone else. Nobody else's life matters, not mine, nobody else's. What matters is your life, but be honest with yourself about what's going on. And that takes us to a really big point that I've alluded to earlier, and that is to stop bullshitting yourself. This is something I talk about all the time, and it's something I do in my own life. I did it when I was writing my book. You may have heard this story before. I remember I, I was telling everybody I was writing this book, my, my latest book. I was telling everybody I was writing it, but I wasn't. What I was actually doing was walking around telling everyone and telling myself the story that I was writing this book and I wasn't. And I got to the point when I started telling myself these stories that maybe I needed an accountability partner, maybe I needed some new tools. And one day I was coaching one of my clients and I was telling him this philosophy of stop bullshitting yourself, be honest with yourself. And often when I'm coaching someone, a little voice in the back of my head, it'll just knock on the back of my head and say, are you doing this? Can you apply this in your life? 
because as I say, I'm constantly doing this stuff as well. I'm not, this is not preaching from an ivory tower. I'm in this game as well. I'm down in the dirt doing the same stuff as you. And one day I sat down and thought, do I really want to write this book or not? Because if I do want to write this book, I should just start writing it. And if I don't, I should stop bullshitting myself and stop telling everybody and myself that I'm writing a book. And instead, tell them the truth, which is I'm thinking of writing a book. And I asked myself, do you want to do it or not? Stop bullshitting yourself. And that night, I decided I wanted to do it, so I sat down and I started. Ask yourself the same question. If you're telling yourself that you really want to change your life, but you're not doing it, ask yourself, are you bullshitting yourself? How much do you really want to change? The number you gave yourself before, even whatever came up, think back to that now. Is it too high? If, I, if you're being completely honest, how much would you sacrifice? If I told you you can't do the, 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 your favourite thing in the world for the next six months, but at the end of that six months, your life will have changed, what would you say? What if I told you it would take 12 months or two years to change slowly? What if I told you you had to pay £10,000? What if I told you you had to sacrifice playing golf for whatever it is, watching TV, watching sports? What if you had to give up your evenings or your weekends for the next six months? How much are you prepared to give? Because answering those questions helps us to see how much we're really bullshitting ourselves. And this is a part I never hear anyone else in the personal development world talk about. Is it okay? There's no judgment. If you get to a point where you think, do you know what, you're right. I don't wanna change it that much. I, it's the same for me. I, I sit down often and think, in my old life, I desperately wanted to be a millionaire. I realized that was because I had low self-esteem and I was trying to prove myself to me and to the outside world. In my new life, I've realized if I could be a millionaire, great, would love it, would still love a private jet, would still love a lovely flash car, but I don't need it anymore. So how much do I desperately want those things? I don't, nowhere near as much as I used to. Maybe a two out of 10 on the scale instead of a nine out of 10 as it was years ago. So I can just be honest with myself and say, I'm not prepared to put in. When I see people online saying, you need to work 12 hour days, seven days a week to make all this money. I can just be honest with myself and say, I don't want to. And wherever that leads me is where it leads me. That's okay with me because I'm being honest with myself. And this is a huge part of this work, counterintuitively. The work I do is all about building our self-esteem and telling ourselves that we're good enough as we are. If we lie to ourselves every day, what that's doing is chipping away at our self-esteem. So it keeps you locked in this vicious cycle. And ironically, just by being honest with yourself about how much you want to change and how much effort you're prepared to make, you, ha you raise your self-esteem. If you could be honest and say, I don't want to put in that much effort, Paul. I don't, want, I don't want to make that many sacrifices. I don't want to leave this house. I don't want to quit my job. I like the, the things I have. I like my nice car. I like spending money on clothes, whatever it is. I like watching my football team. I like watching my sports team. I like watching soap operas. I like watching Netflix box sets. And I don't want to give those things up. Well, just by being honest with yourself about who you really are, tells yourself internally that you are good enough as you are. And that raises your self-esteem. Remember, this is another huge point. As a grown-up, you are choosing your life every day. So by complaining about your life when you choose it every day, you're adopting a victim mindset. It's a huge character in the multiple personality work I do. It's a huge character that the vast majority of us, if not all of us, have got. And just by acknowledging the fact that we're doing that, and there's loads of reasons behind that that, that we haven't got time for in this episode, but just by acknowledging that that's what's going on, we can stop it. We can say, do you know what? I choose my life. 
I choose to do this job. I choose to spend my time doing what I do. I choose to spend my money where I do. And yes, that causes me some pain and I'm okay with it. And just by doing that counterintuitively, I love that word, I use it all the time. Counterintuitively, it makes your life better. Because now all of a sudden, instead of complaining about our life every day, we take responsibility. We say, I choose it. I'm making choices every day. One of my favorite phrases I repeat again and again is one that I heard from a, a guy on a Tim Ferriss podcast once, who I can never remember his name. It's in the book, if you want to look it up. Is hard choices, easy life, easy choices, hard life. If we make easy choices every day of our life, it makes our life harder generally. And if we want to accept that, if we want to accept that in the moment, we just want to keep making easy choices. We just want to decide to carry on watching the box sets. We want to decide to carry on spending money on drinking and drugs and partying. We want to carry on eating the shit food. We want to carry on eating the cakes when we want to have a cake. That's fine. But just accept that that's going to create a life that you might not like as much as the life you could have. But to create the life that you really want, it's going to take some hard choices in the moment. And it's going to take to repeat those hard choices again and again. That's the reality of it. If everybody, if, if it was easy to have a dream life, everybody would have a dream life. We have to make some sacrifices. We have to make some changes to our lives. Something I see all the time, and I see this in different places, is everybody wants to change their life, but nobody wants to change the things in their life. And the reality is if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, your life will not change. It's as simple as that. It's the Einstein, Einstein definition of insanity to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. But remember, it's on you. At the same time, there, there are two caveats I want to throw in here to highlight because I see other people talking about this stuff online and I really don't like it. A guy I used to love following, and I still do like him to a certain extent every now and then. I like bits of what he says. Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. I once saw him live and he's one of those guys who talks about when he's talking about time specifically. You know, if you go to work all day and you get home at like seven o'clock at night and you see the kids and you go, you know, everyone's in, kids are in bed at eight. Well, what are you doing between eight, 8 p.m. and 1 a.m. in the morning? That's what he'd be saying. You've got five hours there, use that time. And part of me agrees with that, but part of me goes back to my old life and thinks, it's impossible to just talk about time because I, when I hear him talk, he's talking from a very specific life experience. And when I looked at my old life experience, I used to do a job where I would come home at 10, 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night sometimes, and I'd be exhausted. because So you could say I've got a bit of time left, but I had no energy left. So time and energy need to be looked at side by side. Because if we might have extra time we can create, but if our energy resources are completely zapped, we're still not gonna do anything with that time. So that's worth thinking about as well. Are you spending your time on things that drain your energy more than they need to? Can you spend your time on other things that help you get more energy? And things like eating better, exercising more, meditating, breath work, all of these types of things can help us to have more energy and take away the things that are draining your energy. If you've got a job that really, really drains your energy and it means that you get home at five, six, seven, whatever time it is at night, and you say to me, Paul, I might have time, but I'm absolutely drained by the time I get in. Then there's a question mark there, a bigger question mark about do you need to change your job? 
do you need to change the thing that's draining your energy so much so that you've got some energy to do other things another side point to that though as well is everyone always wants to do big stuff big ticket stuff everyone wants to talk about five hours here a day here always remember that if you spend 15 minutes a day doing something new if you want to change habits 15 minutes a day every day for a year will change your life when i decided to learn how to play the guitar at the start of the first lockdown a couple of years ago that's what i committed to do because in my old life i would always say i'll do all these things at once and i'll i'll, I'll really hit them and i'll smash them and i'll i'll do them intensively and then they'd all just fall away because i couldn't sustain that energy whereas just committing to picking up my guitar i put the guitar right in front of where i was sitting every day and i would just be looking at it all day and I'd just tell myself well just you just need to pick it up for 15 minutes same with exercise you can't you're not going to go from not being able to do any push-ups to doing 100 push-ups just do one push-up a day just commit to doing one push-up this type of stuff if you're if you want to make a change make a change as soon as you finish listening to this as soon as you've finished watching this change go and do something take one small step that's key and that way we don't need huge amounts of energy we only need a tiny bit of energy and do it at whatever time of the day you've got a bit of energy and the other thing i wanted you to watch out for on the money side and this is something that really really annoys me um and always has and i've been in sessions with people who've done this and i think it's immoral and i think it's unethical and i would strongly advise you to stay away from people like this again it's your life you need to make decisions for yourself but when i see people in the personal development work talk well talking about if someone's saying they can't do something because they haven't got enough money so these this is often when people are selling courses or selling coaching packages and they'll encourage you to get into debt to buy those things they will say if you really want to change your life you should put this on a credit card i couldn't disagree with that more if you're in a bad place and you've got issues the chances are if you just get in more debt you're going to add more problems to what you've what you've got going on already you're going to keep that vicious cycle going it's a massive gamble to say i'll get in debt to buy a course or to buy coaching and hope that that's going to solve all of my problems don't get me wrong it can work and if that's something you decide to do i have used debt in the past to buy coaching courses and to buy go to events and to watch people and to do online courses what i'm saying is if someone's encouraging you to do that i'd think twice about whether it's someone you should be listening to because from my perspective i've always been my historically poor with money it's one of the issues i'm still working on now going back into old programming repairing vicious loops that i'm caught i've been caught in and what i'm realizing is that people who are wealthy people who are good with money they're not getting into debt to spend it on things like that the best thing you can do if you want to change your life and you think you need some money but we'll go on to this in a second but if you think you need some money is to start first with looking at your finances go back to the audit stuff we were talking before can you save money can you stop spending on things can you stop wasting on things you don't need and reinvest that money somewhere else my big one is if you, if you spend money on alcohol for example or drugs or going out partying every weekend or going out for meals can you stop that for two months three months six months and reinvest that money somewhere else that's something i did and i still do now because what i realized was i'd be spending 200 pound a week on going out drinking because it was making me feel better i thought when i was feeling down and depressed but it was just burning the money and when i when i came through the other side of it i realized it wasn't helping me anyway it was keeping me stuck in this depressive loop 
that wasn't helping me move forward. In my opinion, you're better off reassigning that money than getting in more debt to go and do something. Then there's the other side of this, which is start brainstorming ways that you can create more time and make more money. Because both of those things can help you change your life if you really, really want to. When you brainstorm anything, it's key that you don't prejudge it. Write down any idea that you get, anything you can come up with, any, no matter how daft it sounds, put it down on paper. And then once you've finished doing the brainstorming session, then you can come back and reassess and see whether if something still seems stupid, you can get, get it off the list. But don't prejudge it before you put it down on paper. And that all takes us to the good and the bad news at the end of all of this. And the good and the bad news is the same. The bad news is there is nobody coming to save you in this. It's something that frustrates me watching TV is when mainstream media, mainstream news, whatever it is, sort of encourages people to think that if a government changes, it's gonna change your life. Something's gonna come along and save you. You might win the lottery, you might win a big bet. Whatever it is, there's someone or something is gonna come and rescue you. The bad news is that's never gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Life goes in a loop, go back. It's one of the reasons I don't watch the news anymore and I don't participate in mainstream society for a large part, is that if you wanna see whether any of this is bullshit, just go and watch the news, go and search something from 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago. It's the same stuff on, on loop, on repeat. But this takes us to the good news, which is the same thing, which is it's up to you. You are in charge of your life and only you can change it. And if you really, really want to change it, you can do it. Everybody I know, everybody I've coached has changed their lives to different degrees, depending on how much they wanted to. But no matter what their limiting beliefs were before, no matter what stories they had, what excuses they had, they broke through them and they were able to change. You are able to make those changes. Even if right now you're telling yourself, you I can't afford it or you haven't got time, go through the stuff we've talked about in this episode. Audit your time, audit your money, find out ways you can do it. Start believing that you can. Start looking for ways you can do it and not telling yourself the reasons you can't do it. And you will slowly, step by step, move forward. That's the key one small step at a time. Stop trying to change everything overnight. This is a slow process. It's like everything, I keep seeing this everywhere, the secret to life that's hidden in plain sight. No matter what it is you wanna do, whether you wanna make money, whether you wanna be in good shape, whatever it is, it's doing small things consistently over a long period of time. There's a technique in NLP called modeling, which is basically, if you wanna achieve a goal, look at someone who's already achieved that goal and listen to them. Go and do it in whatever area of life you wanna improve, listen to people who've already done it, and they'll all say the same thing. It's small things over a long period of time. The reason most people don't do it is because it's not sexy. We wanna be able to eat as much as we want, put on loads of weight, and then take a magic pill six weeks before we go on holiday and have a six pack. That's just not how the world works. And anyone who's selling that type of stuff to you is a bullshitter who's exploiting you. It's as simple as that. We can learn things quickly. My course, it's sold it to you. You can learn all of the stuff I teach in three days in an intensive setting, but it doesn't mean you can change your life in that time because the key is to take the stuff you've learned and implement it over a long period of time. I'm still doing that stuff after four, four and a half years. I'm still learning every day. I'm still practicing every day. I still make mistakes. The key is to take small steps. 
So if you are ready, if you've heard all of that, if you've watched all of that and you think, I'm ready to do something, there are a load of resources under this episode. And they range from completely free to heavily discounted online course to private one-on-one coaching, which is a bigger investment. So whatever it is you're looking to do, if you like what I do, there's something there for you. If you just want free stuff, if you've got no money, even after doing the audit, do the free stuff. If you want to invest a little bit more, do that. With time, same thing. But do something straight away. That's what I'd urge you to do. That's what I'd encourage you to do. If you don't like my stuff, if you listen to me and think, I get it, I'm ready to move, but I don't like this guy, that's fine as well. Go and find someone you like. Go and find someone that you want to model, that you want to copy, that you want to emulate, and go and follow what they say. There are so many free resources in this day and age that you could do something every day. When you think about the time, instead of listening to music on the way to work, instead of listening to something or watching a pod, listening to a football podcast or a Netflix show, just for 15 minutes a day, listen to a YouTube show, listen to a podcast about something that can help you change your life. Doing that for 15 minutes a day, spending 15 minutes a day doing a little bit of work on something else will change your life slowly over time. So if you are in that place now, if you are ready, do something straight away and it will help you. I hope that helped. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please click the thumbs up button. If you're watching this on YouTube, that helps to get this out into in front of as many people as possible. If you're anything like me, for years, I never would never do that. I would always hear people on YouTube saying these things. And then it's only recently I've thought, do you know what? I'll watch something I really like and think, it's free. The least I can do is click that button. So that's what I've started doing. I'd ask you to do the same thing if you enjoyed this. As I say, I am going to keep doing these episodes about more of the answers to that fifth question that we said at the start of the show about what's holding you back. If there is something that is holding you back that I don't cover in the next few shows or you'd like to get in ahead of time and ask me to cover something, send an email to questions at paul7cope.com or contact me through the contact page on my website, paul7cope.com or just put a reply if you're watching on YouTube, put a reply in the comments and I will see it and I'll create an episode that answers your specific issue that's holding you back. I hope that helped. I hope you enjoyed it. Take care. I'll see you soon.